This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Happy 200th episode. Hey, happy 200th episode. Wait, I'm going to pop the champagne. Wait. I can't I... believe you actually brought Wait. champagne. Nice. Was that good? Look at that. That was real. Um, So I wanted to tell you a little bit about the champagne that I purchased yesterday. Yeah, It is the cheapest that Target has to offer. That's where I get it, my champagne. Because it's new. It's sparkling wine, actually. It's Ah. not from the Champagne region of France. Um, And We deserve the best. Yes. Well, it's mostly because it's noon on a Friday, and we're not going (laughs) to finish this bottle, and I didn't want to feel bad dumping most of it down the drain. (laughs) But I thought we had to have a little ceremonial champagne. I know you have to work with human children later I today, know, so you probably shouldn't be <laughs> drunk when you go, but live your best life, Hammond. Hey, thank you. All right. Happy 200th. Yeah, God, can you believe it? Um, no, I'm Here's surprised. Your champagne. Thanks. I'm Cheers. surprised it's been going every week. <laughs> I think, I, I feel like that's a thing worth uh, bragging about, that I don't think we've missed a single week since we no. started in 20. I don't remember. 14, I think. Cool. Thanks for listening. If you've been with us for like episode one or since episode one or since like last week. Hi. Yeah. So it's changed and evolved a lot because it started as an interview. Well, so the the genesis, I guess, of the of the show is that do you remember when I finally like (laughs) convinced you that we needed to have a podcast? No. We were, uh, I came, it was when I still lived in the city, and I was coming out to the suburbs, and you and me and Mikey had dinner together at Chili's, no brag, um, because we were going to play. the last time I've ever been there. (laughs) Because we were going to play poker. Um, (laughs) And I was like, you know what we should do? Like, as if I had just come up with it. Like, oh my God, I have an idea. Um, So anyway. I'm surprised. I'm glad it worked. Yeah. And and because I lived in the city, we did the interview thing, because getting together weekly would have been. Oh my god, that would have been a disaster. A hassle. But now we I like this format much better. I do too. I think it's, it's fun. It's easier. People were asking, someone asked like when are you going to do more interviews? We do have a couple which we will do, mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier to get together one on one and it's more interesting and fun for me. Yeah. Uh So, but we will do a couple interviews especially when our schedules get more crazy later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, um, so with all that in mind, um, we... A lot of people send questions yeah. and stuff. Do you want to do those first? Yeah, so I have um, questions, I have comments, and I have emails. I cool. took notes, I broke them Nicely up. Nicely done. So I, do you want to do just like a scattershot Go approach? Go for it, okay. and then we can get to some stories from the week. Oh, are we going to do that? I did we, I not do, do any few. research for good. that. Um, okay, so first question from Alice at Skeptic Alice. Jess, why don't you change your Twitter handle because it's very hard to spell. <laughs> A, I don't know how to. B, any combination of Jessica Blumke Greif would be harder to spell and longer. <laughs> um, okay, but seriously, what... I haven't <laughs> changed my like, folks. email address since high school, so I understand the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I should probably change it, but... Eh. Just nah. make your email your name. It's too much work. I know. Okay, so what direction do you think the atheist movement in general and your podcast slash blog in particular need to go from here? How have recent events, uh, MythCon, hashtag me too, et cetera, mm-hmm. and, po- and politics influence your thinking on that? So I can tell you from my perspective, uh, the blog will try to cover as much stuff as possible mm-hmm. that is relevant, I think, to atheists. But in terms, and same with the podcast, But in terms of the movement, here's what I can tell you, having been involved in quote-unquote organized atheism for like more than a decade, Uh the nifty thing is just trying to get people to be atheists or be excited about atheism, eh, 
kind of we're done with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's out there. Agree. The resources are there for anyone looking for them. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, the good and bad part of that is now people have moved on to other more specific issues. So mm-hmm. you have church-state separation lawsuits. There are groups that focus on that. You have groups that focus on uh, making sure uh, we are inclusive as humanists of all people, right. and that plays into politics too. Yeah, some people are going to be like right-wing conservative atheists mm-hmm. and the MythCon reference and stuff like that. That's reference to like, yeah, there are people who hold these views that probably most atheists would disagree with. Right. Um, and that's part of the growing pains of a larger movement. When you have this big tent, you have some people you don't want in there. Yeah. And they're spreading ideas you don't like. But I don't know, I would hope that as a as a group of non-community atheists, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I disagree with them. Here's my reason for why they're wrong. Right. And then that's it. You don't have to support them. You don't have to you don't have to like do anything. Right. You can just speak out against it and mm-hmm. do your own thing. Yeah, and I and a I, lot of people are doing that. I think that through say 2012, 2013, um, was sort of peak. We just want to be recognized. We want, you know, we want politicians to recognize that they're atheist um, constituents that they need to acknowledge. And I think that had that was accomplished more or less. It's now it's, we still have a long way to go. Sure, I mean, it but would it's be nice le- to have more atheists openly right. in politics. But it's less frequent that like it's more of like, you know, sidebar things when like you just hear some kook say like, oh, I don't believe atheists exist. And like, well, right. okay. That, like Richie, Ricky Gervais was on uh Stephen Colbert last night or two uh-huh. nights ago or something. And I remember him he, like they talked about atheism for a little while. Yeah. And it wasn't an it wasn't a thing. No. It didn't even get any coverage. Yeah, Which I didn't even know this like, happened. Yeah, it's just one of those like, oh, yeah, hey, look, there's an atheist. There's a comedian who happens to be an atheist right. talking about atheism. They it usually talk No one about... really blinked at all. Right. No one batted an eyebrow about yeah. it or raised an eyebrow. So that's good. Um, it would be nice to get more representation, more mm-hmm. people fighting for church-state separation. But mm-hmm. by and large, like more liberal politicians are for all that. Right. They support our general policy goals of church-state separation. So we do have that sort of, those people fighting on our side. And I think the sort of science and skepticism side of the movement, it's kind of galvanized just because the right has become so anti-science that the left has kind of by default, like, hardened to, like, no, we have to be pro-science. We have to, because otherwise we're just making shit up, which (laughs) we often are so irrationality is a big deal Mm -hmm. but like atheism as a where we have to be silent about it we can't talk about it i'm seeing far less of that even though there are always pockets of the country where that's a hard thing and there are probably students in high school who are listening to this and Mm -hmm. they feel like they can't come out yeah that's still the case but in terms of like you feel like you're alone and you have no resources Mm -hmm. Probably not as much now. I mean, right. just go online. You'll find a million things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is not like the only atheist spot. There's a bunch of it's them. Not? I know. What? There's a bunch and they like have audiences, like mm-hmm. big ones. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good. It's good that it's growing. It's good that we're moving. Everyone has kind of their niche and right. you don't even have to overlap. You don't because there's mm-hmm. so many things to cover. Mm-hmm. And the downside of that is there'll be people you don't like in that mix. Sure. Eh, whatever. Cool. It happens everywhere. Um, Alice also wants to know if there are any conventions or events that she can see either of us at in 2018. Uh, harder for me because I don't travel as much because mm-hmm. babies. I but, don't travel as much because I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> but if we are going anywhere, we will post. We will let you know about it on the website or on the show. 
Um, and I'll post about it on the website too. Yeah, and hopefully we're gonna try to get our shit together and do something live in Chicago sometime. But we'll see. We're both very nervous that nobody would show up, so <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to talk about. Um, let's go to um, a comment. Uh, so Leanne, who is at uh, Cosmic underscore Slice, never had to say that out loud. Um, she said her because I did a shout out on yeah. or a call out on Twitter. She said she really liked when um, Alex J O'Connor was on the show. Um, yeah, Cosmic Skeptic. Cosmic Skeptic. Um, and I guess you originally introduced her to him, so oh, she good. was happy to see. He's you. a good YouTuber. Yeah, um, she liked when my friend Anne Milano was on the show, which is excellent to hear because that was a controversial episode because it was <laughs> two human women laughing. What I know. Um, she wanted to thank me for introdu- introducing her to the Adventure Zone, my favorite podcast. Okay. Um, and her favorite swear is "You know what? Fuck that guy," which I didn't even <laughs> realize I said. So much until people started. You have a catchphrase, yeah, and, and it's fuck that guy. <laughs> my, Mikey keeps saying I should sell cross stitches. I'm like, I cannot think of anything like <laughs> more pathetic than cross stitching <laughs> your own dumb catchphrase with a little trademark sticker right, right afterwards. Yeah, that's my IP, y'all. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike at, at Kiwi Atheist, he wants to know how much more we need to get to get you to watch Star Wars. I have no idea. I should check on that. I'll get on that. So keep working on that. Oh, yeah, we're not there yet because I haven't gotten the alert that we're there no, yet. No, I so think we've it's been in, in like the 60 to 70% limbo limbo for a minute, um, which actually brings me to another question. It's not in order. I have to find it. Uh-huh. Derp, derp, derp. Okay. Uh, Greg, so this kind of gave me an existential crisis yesterday. Greg, who's at John Superdeath, I'm be- to me, I'm befuddled that you don't seem to be that big a fan of the Star Wars of, of the Star Wars, what he said, but Wars. it's important. It's important for you. To, uh, it's important to you that haven't see it. What's up with that, guys? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I get carried away with my own bullshit. Like there is. <laughs> Why don't, do you want me to see Star Wars so badly? It, at this point, it's on principle. <laughs> but I don't know. There's probably other movies I think you should watch, but it just became a thing, and that's where we stand. And it's the hill I'm gonna die on. I, I like guess. It. Um, let's read an email. So this is from Eric and Amber. God, my my Midwest accent comes out really hard sometimes. <laughs> Amber, I'm sorry. Uh, congrats on reaching episode 200. Looking back through the list, I think that Hemmons AMA on episode 83. Oh, you've done this before. Mm-hmm. Was my first episode and I've been listening ever since. My wife and I often laugh at the fact that she'll make the same exclamation at the same time Jessica does in reaction <laughs> to a story. She says she's learned some new profanities from Jessica, so keep that up. Trademarked. Um, uh, Dan Arell and Anthony Mang- Magnabosco. Thank you. Have been among my favorite interviews. Yeah, the Dan Arell one was awesome. That was the first time I went to TAM. Oh, okay. I, that was years ago then. That was Yeah, that was... In the first 10 episodes mm-hmm. or so. Also, I fangirled at him so hard. <laughs> I saw him in line when we were, like, registering. Like, I was getting my press pass. And I, like, fangirled at him. It was highly embarrassing. Um, uh, as much as I've enjoyed your current formal chat in my recent events. Oh, this is the one. Do, do, you, do we plan on mixing interviews in the near future? We will. Um, Eric and Amber are celebrating their 22nd anniversary on Saturday. They're Aww. much happier celebrating that than noting one year of that person being president. <laughs> um, congrats again. Keep up the great work. And if you ever find yourself in Southern Oregon, let us know we have wine. That is, that is my, my call. 
Um, okay, more questions, Hemet. Are you ready? I'm going to stump you. Is that the question? All right, let's go. Um, how, okay, so this is um, at Knowledge Drop 1. How do you best prepare your arsenal of talking points with theists? With theists? Mm -hmm. Depends who I'm talking to, and if I'm going in knowing we're going to be talking about this. I, I usually don't do debates for specifically that reason, like... I don't think I'm going to convince you in like whatever, a 30 minute, one hour conversation. If right. we're going in saying like, well, I don't believe in God. You do. I'm going to change your mind. It seems more futile to me and uh -huh. I usually don't do it on the blog too. It's more geared toward the people who might be seeing it, who might be questioning sure. this stuff. So I don't know. I don't have those conversations, but if I were to look for resources, um, I think my favorite series lately when it comes to that stuff is Matt Dillahunty's YouTube videos mm -hmm. where he really just tackles specific arguments that he's heard in debates over and over sure. where he's like, okay, Pascal's wager. I know you've right. heard it, but here's all the different ways that you could respond to it. And he does that with like everything. So it's like, yeah, I know these may be familiar to you and maybe you have a stock response to them. Uh -huh but here's the more nuanced answers to all of these. And here's how they fight back with yeah. this stuff. And here's how you respond to that. Yeah, because I feel like this, these kinds of debates, and, and I don't really engage in them <laughs> at all either, not just because nobody asks me to, yeah. um, but I think these debates, like a political debate, aren't really in earnest. It's really just I have my list of points to hit yeah. and... I probably wouldn't do it for show, like with an right. audience, because, yeah, you're right. That's where I get, you get the talking points. Right. If it's more one-on-one, -on -one, it's a different story. No, that's true. But usually I, I don't have that opportunity, nor do I seek them out. So. Uh, yeah, I sometimes get into religious conversations. I've made two Catholic girls cry, so nice, I, nice. I, I kind of steer away. Do you have a tally mark somewhere? Uh, they were just very significant. I had to chase <laughs> one of them into a bathroom. Oh it, it wasn't... It wasn't. What did you do? I... I think I just said, like, how do you reconcile what the church, how the church has treated abused children with, like, the person who's... Anyway, it, it wasn't... <laughs> it was just the first time anyone Justify had... Justify the Catholic Church. Yeah, kind there of. And I was just... Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Knowledge Drop One also wants to know if we still go to Olive Garden together. The answer is no. My card has <laughs> expired. How many times did you use it, buddy? Twice. Twice. Son of a... <laughs> Still bitter. Yeah. Um, okay. At P-K-T-J-E. I don't know why that was a really <laughs> difficult series of letters for me to read. P-K-T-J-E. But Jessica, change your Twitter name. <laughs> um, I'd very much like to hear from both of you why, um, why you're doing the show. As in, what's motivating you? Parentheses, money, fame, wine to educate. And money, what are you fame. getting out of it? Do it's you not money. It's do not Do you fame. enjoy it and why so? The wine's okay. Well, I Educate. bring you the wine. We could just <laughs> hang out and drink wine. We could. Um, here's why I wanted to do it. Because there's a lot of people... When we started with the show, it was a lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. And it was a chance to talk to people I'm interested in talking to. Mm -hmm. Um in like a formalized in a more formalized way and it's it's different when you're trying to interview them over email which yeah. I do for the blog sometimes and just having a short conversation with them mm -hmm. and more important it's I think anyone listening to me just talking to someone would be really boring mm -hmm. and it'd be nice to have someone who isn't daily immersed in atheism yeah. which I do on the website which is why it's like oh cool we could do this together mm -hmm. that would be better because I think you're getting more sides of this discussion. Yeah. 
which is the upside to that. So, so that's why I wanted to start it. It's just a chance to have discussions with people that may have been in the news or mm. were doing interesting things, but a blog post like wouldn't be interesting in that sense. Mm-hmm. And now it's really good because I write about this stuff every day, but this is a chance to have a more informal discussion about like what's right. the trends? What does it all mean? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because maybe this story deserves a bigger... Uh, more attention than people are giving it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I, it, it's funny because when I read that, like a lot of these have been like really making me think. Because I'm like, okay, why why do we do this? We make virtually no money on it. Like we mm-hmm. make two hundred dollars a month or something like that, mm-hmm. and you know we have a ten thousand downloads or, or so. So it's not a huge like runaway. That we're not <laughs> the next This American Life or Marin or whatever. Um, but I I mean it comes down to I really enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. I. I think it, for me, this is, like, my favorite thing to do. Like, if I had to do one thing for the rest of my life, it would be, like, s- like go out to dinner with people I like to talk to and, like, drink wine and, like, talk at each other. Right. That's every family meal I've ever had. Like, I don't know if this is news to anybody else. Like, when I'm at home, I never talk about this <laughs> stuff. Uh, like, with my yeah. family, it doesn't come up. Sure. We don't, we just, we don't discuss religion. Mm-hmm. And so I, while I do it all the time, it's mostly like in a dungeon somewhere where I'm just sitting by a computer and typing stuff out. Right. So I don't talk about this with anybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I'm working with kids or something, I'm not talking about it there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this is really the only time all week mm-hmm. I get to talk about this stuff yeah. and vent and and do that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's uh, as it's specifically and, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but when we we're doing the uh, the interview shows, I would sort of almost forget it was a thing because we would record four in one night right. and then once a month, that was yeah. our thing. So I'd drive out to the suburbs, we would record four in a night and that was it. And like, because it was less about like you and I as personalities or as people, we didn't get as much feedback the way we kind of do now. So I would almost mm-hmm. forget that we were doing it. And then like once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah we're doing this. Oh, like, hey, yeah. Um, but now that we've shifted to this and I feel like people have kind of gotten to know us better yeah. as as people... And that's been a lot of fun for me because I'm 90% of the time on the other side of this. Like I'm the one sitting like laughing along in my car and pretending I'm like (laughs) friends with Griffin McElroy. Um, And so it's really fun to like hear from people who like just say like, oh, this made me think of this or this made me laugh. And it's it's really gratifying. And it it means a lot when when especially the, the contingency of our listeners that I forget about is because we're very much in our like little liberalish bubble sure. where we live. I kind of forget that there are people who don't live in that same kind of bubble. And so we hear so often, it's great to hear somebody like voice my opinion or, or say the things I'm thinking, which is what I get a lot. Cause I'm yelling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I forget sometimes, and it means more now than before, that, you know, a lot of people don't read blogs about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They they don't watch the news about this stuff because mm-hmm. they have better things going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so this may be the one time they actually think about any of these stories or they hear about these stories. Mm-hmm. And if this is a way I can reach you yeah. like, and talk about this stuff that way, and this is the preferred method that you like getting news, cool, then yeah. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have that. Like, call your girlfriend is a podcast I listen to. That like, that's where you get a lot of like my feminist stuff from. Uh-huh. And it's it, it's nice to have little pockets of like, this is my go to source. Yeah. These are people whose opinions I trust, right? And they can kind of digest things for me a little bit. Um, okay, 
So Aaron Furian, F, um, at Aaron Furian, I keep hearing the same argument time and time again from my religious friends and relatives. It's tiring. How do you avoid, uh, how are you avoiding argument burnout with what you do? By the way, I love the show. Um, at Blueberry, please keep fucking swearing. <laughs> I don't talk about it with family. Right. But when it comes up, it's usually the most basic things that they bring up. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to argue religion with me, like any atheist, mm-hmm. they usually bring up the same handful of arguments like, well, what's going to happen when you die? Right. What about Pascal's wager? Stuff like that. And this is like the atheism 101 stuff that there are a million resources for mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, I can try to respond to it, but I, I kind of, I probably give off this vibe of, I really don't want to have this argument with you right. because you're, n- I mean, I'm going to win, but like... <laughs> You're not going to get... You're just trying to pick a fight. Yeah. Like, do you actually care? Or is do it you your just... Twitter bio that's something like, oh, yeah, that one thing you're about to tell me is really going <laughs> to blow my mind about God or something yes. like that? Because I get those emails, too. It's like, let me tell you why God exists. It's right. like, oh, my God, I've never heard that a argument what? before. Yeah. And I think... So, for me, I used to get really burnt out when I was writing for the blog. Because mm-hmm. I would crank out, like, two or three posts a day sometimes. Ah, and breakfast. <laughs> Um, and just sort of like it, it, and it became, it it was tired. It was, I was just burnt out. Like there's no other way to say it. This, I find I get less burnt out in general because it's condensed to like this hour once a week. And then, you know, the few hours that I do research beforehand and it's very cathartic. It's just like, we can get this out and then drop it and whatever. Um, I had another thought and I forgot it. Um, I don't know. And I just, I, I don't think we argue with people very much anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more futile. There are podcasts out there where they bring on like religious people all the time and, I mean, and have these debates, which is fine if that's what you want to do. Right. I, it doesn't, I don't get joy out of that. Sure. Well, and I, the thing that does burn me out and I'm sure you can hear it on the show is that it's, the same story told in different ways over and sure. over and over. And generally that's about like, and you wonder when people are going to figure this out or right. when they're going to change. And right. sometimes that takes a while. And generally that has to do with like women being treat- treated like shit or like uh, powerful people not facing consequences. And that does get hard to see because you feel like it's just the same song in a new verse over and over again. And that like can be draining, but I don't know. I don't get, I don't get as bright as I used to. Um, Dan Broadbent from the Science Enthusiast podcast wants to know what we have to do to get a picture of Hammett riding a horse. Find a horse. Uh huh. I good luck ex- finding me. I have access to horses. Uh, and then we will burn all those pictures. <laughs> okay. Horses smell. Why would I get on a horse? Okay. First of all, how dare you? Horses smell wonderful. It's their poop that smells. Yes. And their urine, which smells worse. I'm around babies. I'm used to that. Why do I want to do this voluntarily? <laughs> we, okay, if we, okay, if we ever go somewhere to, like, a convention or something, uh-huh. we're going to go, we're going to find one of those, like, Jeez. trail ride things. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm just going to keep heaping things onto this uh-huh. hypothetical tour that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a comment from Jennifer um, at Jen2012. I'm sorry, I didn't vote for you in 2012, Jen. <laughs> Uh, y'all's podcast and the Friendly Atheist blog have been like lifelines to me here in the Bible Belt. It's very refreshing to hear conversations from fellow atheists about current topics and issues. Thank you so much for doing what you do. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. what we talked about before. Of like, yeah, there are people that this is sort of their primary means of of hearing hearing this stuff. Um, 
Let's see. Alice emailed us. Um, Hi, Jessica and Hemet. First off, I love the podcast. I've been a listener for a while and I look forward to it every week. Next, as a person who has raised Christian, parentheses, my dad was a pastor and decided it was utter shit. Preacher's kid. (laughs) Um, I found Karen Garst to be an interesting and meaningful guest. It led me to reading her book, following the Faithless Feminist podcast and helping me weed out beliefs that have been hammered in my brains uh, since an early age. It's been oddly freeing. So the question I have is this. Was there a guest that you've had on the show that you've particularly enjoyed the most or has had an impact on you and why? P.S. Jess, your rants are all of my feelings. Put into words. (laughs) Please continue yelling. The one that still stands out to me, I I know I've said this before too, um, with Bart Campolo, which was, I was out at a conference somewhere Mm -hmm. and so I could just steal him away for a little while. Mm -hmm. And we... The biggest question I had is he was like, a, he's a chaplain at a college in California. Mm-hmm. And what sort of issues does he have to deal with? Because mm-hmm. you're dealing with college students all day. And I thought at first, it's like, oh, maybe some depression, maybe some students struggling with like, what am I going to do with my life? And he's like, no, it gets way more serious than that because they're dealing with not just deaths of family members, but sometimes deaths of their own kids and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. as an atheist, what do you say to someone like that? Because you can't give them the comforting platitudes that religious people give. Yeah. And all I remember is it was like 30 minutes of him talking and me just like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't have anything to add to this because everything you're saying is so interesting and powerful. Uh So that's probably the one that I remember just because I'm just thinking I've never heard someone describe the response to that situation the way he did, which was amazing. Um, And his personal story is really interesting, too. But. Uh, Bart Campolo. It's it's on the website if you wanted to look for that. Cool. Um, for me, so I went to the um, American Atheist Convention in Memphis in 2015, and that way I met like Dylan Hunty for the first time. The only time. It's not like we're friends now. I met Dylan Hunty, um, but I interviewed there uh, Vicky Garrison, who um, is she has a newsletter. She's no longer quivering. Is sort of her brand. Um, and if you former quiverful, yeah. So mother. if you're not familiar with with the quiverful movement, it is what the um, Duggars. Duggars, thank you. I was thinking John and Apl- John yeah. and Kate plus eight, and I couldn't <laughs> place it. Um, basically, Eight's it's nothing. Come on, <laughs> it's kid stuff, literally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's uh, like uh, the so Duggars. so yeah. So it's the idea is have as many children as you possibly can. You're you're building a quiver like your children are a quiver full of arrows or whatever. Um, and just sort of sitting and listening to her story. And I think I'd even heard it before. Yeah, she was on Godless Bitches, and that's where I'd heard mm-hmm. of her. And even though I'd known the bulk of this story, just hearing her talk about this sort of slip from, oh, I'm kind of on this fringy, I'm sort of Christian-ish, to end up in this place where she was so miserable. And it was really it was really meaningful and, and like, impactful for me. Also... Um, Julia Sweeney was a lot of fun when oh, we talked to her lovely. and her daughter because I'm yeah. just such a big fan of hers. And there was a moment when we were talking about the um, the Pat character, yeah. the character of Pat, and I said something about like I think it's funny because the joke isn't on Pat; the joke is about everybody not getting her. And she goes, "Yes!" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did it." <laughs> she was totally down to earth and normal. Oh, like she her. was so sweet. I literally was almost like, "Do you want to hang out?" But she doesn't <laughs> want to hang out with me. <laughs> I got carried away a little bit. <laughs> Um, do you want another question or a sure, comment? Uh, let's do a comment. <laughs> some some uh, Twitter handle, Late Blooming Les, which is excellent. An excellent. 
Uh, I love all the swears. My favorite is when you stammered through a rant and Hammett said you should transcribe it into a cross stitch. Do you remember that? (laughs) See, I have jokes. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Um, uh, Gabrielle asks, is Bad Religion the best punk rock band ever? Uh, The answer is yes. And my husband is really excited about this one. (laughs) Hammett, have you heard of Bad Religion? I've heard of them. I've heard of Greg Graffin. There you go. There you, you go. Got, I didn't even prompt you on I that know. one. But um, ask me to name a song by them. Hey, Hammond, can you name a song by Bad nope. Religion? Sorry, it was a really <laughs> good one. Um, anyway, that was awesome. Bad Religion is very, very good. Uh, Greg Graffin is very, very cool. Um, okay, so th- I hope you have something to say about this because right. I do not. Um, Jay asks, "What would the existence of an accessible multiverse mean for religious people?" Jesus. Does that mean it would mean the Bible's not right about everything? So they would have to rethink stuff. I bet they could. I bet. Okay, this is. This I mean, be but my then again, if you could say like, "Well, God created the world in six days," and then you accept the fact that no, it took billions of years, uh-huh. and you could say, "Well, he didn't mean six days, right. like twenty-four hours, because you can a mean- day was like a billion years." Because words don't mean anything. So if you can stretch that to say a day is a billion years, you could probably find a way to reinterpret the Bible to be into the multiverses. I bet they would do something with the fact that there's like two Genesis stories, the right. one with. <laughs> Adam those and Eve are, and the one with like Lilith I think is the name and, and there's, those are happening in different multiverses yeah exactly it's like see, it's just a peek behind the curtain that's mm. my thought I don't think about multiverses because it scares me um, <laughs> Pekka P-E-K-K-A I think it's Pekka okay. um, will America ever learn anything from Scandinavia and I'm not talking God, about I just baby so. boxes I think absolutely not well we're going to get a lot of immigrants from Norway so yeah oh they're yeah, flocking um I don't think we will because for, and I don't know how long this has been, but Scandinavia has long since been like the highest standards of living in the world. And I think if this country and the people who, certainly in the next 50 years, I think if our country is as opposed to like providing health care to children or soldier, like taking care of soldiers, if we're that willing to drag our heels as a culture on that, I cannot imagine getting over the hump of like <laughs> being nice to most people. Like that, right. ju- that just doesn't seem like a thing that it, we're too like hashtag America. If we were to, ever willing to look at other countries for good ideas, maybe it would happen. But I don't but think we would. We're too arrogant for yeah. that. You and me specifically. Yes. Um, Mark asks, which religious websites, blogs, podcasts do you enjoy? Oh my God. So websites, I read a ton of them just in general for my own work. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are religious ones that are really good. Um, Christianity Today always has interesting takes on things that I usually don't like. Uh Uh, The Gospel Coalition is the biggest one in the Christian market, and they always piss me off for some reason or another, but they always have a response to whatever's going on. Uh So I read that. There are a lot of religion reporters I have a lot of respect for, and they always put out interesting material. So I don't know. There's a lot of... I don't really listen to a lot of religion podcasts, but I read a lot of their websites to know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to... And there's a lot of them I just kind of hate read or hate watch on YouTube. Like, what the hell did you say now? Yeah. But there's a lot. Yeah, I don't really... Specifically Christian ones. I'm trying to think of other ones where I... There are some uh, writers on the Pathios Networks, which is the one I write on, which they have Christian writers Mm -hmm. who are more progressive, who always 
have an interesting take because I find that we're usually not far apart on most of the things we write about. Sure. So it's always interesting to see how they reconcile their religious beliefs with their political views too, which are pretty similar to my own. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, look at what people are doing in the name of your faith. What do you do about that? And they're as pissed off about it, probably more pissed off about it Mm -hmm. than than atheists are. Yeah. I'd say I don't really consume much religious content. I Mm -hmm. don't, and and I I love to hate read shit. Like there's definitely people I hate follow on Facebook and things like that. But like it just I don't get any like ironic pleasure from it, and I don't yeah. I I can't. Yeah, I, I'm reading it mostly for like okay, what is what are they research. talking about that I may right. need to to write about? Right. Um. So yeah, sorry, I'm not super helpful. Um. Michelle writes, I just want to let you know I love the new format. So, it's so funny we say new format. It's been a year, and this yeah, podcast has been on for three years. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's settled, I think. Um, so many other podcasts do interviews, and sometimes I just need to listen to a good rant, which brings me to Jessica and your amazing rant. I didn't just pick out the ones. Like, these are all <laughs> the emails that we got in the last week. I like It's kind of a circle jerk, but, but I appreciate the kind words. Um, uh, you don't need to, you don't need me to say need me to say keep them up, but please keep them up. Your rants help keep me sane because at least I know I'm not the only one who finds this nonsense so fucking frustrating. Thank you, Michelle. It's very nice. I'm allowed to say nice, read nice things about you myself are. on the air. <laughs> God knows I read all the garbage. <laughs> um, I uh, Virgil. I'm a spiritual per- person, not religious. Did you know the difference? Sure. There's a lot of spiritual but not religious people. I'll roll my eyes a lot of the time. Uh But if we're talking about all the demographic shifts and like, oh, there are more non-religious people in the country, more nuns, we're mostly talking about people who still believe in God but Uh don't want to call themselves Christian or whatever label. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I I think that's the thing I sort of... um, It's it's hard for me to get across, uh, even to people who I know and like, of like, I don't care about your religious beliefs at all like i yeah. i can't think of anything i find less interesting and than the spiritual like thing if you believe life. there's something out there we can have a discussion i still think you're wrong right but you're not on my priority list because i got bigger fish right. to fry in terms of who i am yelling into the right. ether about right so it doesn't bother me so much the question is how you put it into practice and for that same reason there are a bunch of christians that don't bother me mm-hmm. i think they're wrong but they're fighting the good fight yeah on a lot of other issues so it's like well if you're doing that I can put the religion stuff on the back burner because there's there's other religious people who are doing bad things with it. Right. Um, oh, this one I, I want to talk about um, interests me from Chase. Uh, relationship between religion and the paranormal. Is it wrong slash strange to believe in one and not the other going both ways? To believe in one and not the... Yeah, because if you believe... If you're an atheist, mm-hmm. but you believe in the paranormal... I mean, to me, atheism isn't just about the God thing. I mean, on def- definition, sure. But really, it's are you applying critical thinking to the topic of religion? And if you do that, I think the answer will be God doesn't exist. Yeah. But what you're saying then is, oh, I don't believe in God, but, but ghosts yeah. and something like that. It's Well, use the same tools you just used <laughs> and use it in that ones. direction. Yeah, um, I think that... So it's weird to me. It, it is weird. And I think, and I don't want to like, well, technically at you, but... Technically, like the belief, you know, atheism is I don't believe in God. If somebody calls himself a skeptic right. and be- say they believe in the paranormal, like, all right, dog, like that's that that makes me what feel is like it that you're made being you not disingenuous. Believe, yeah, what is it that made you not believe in God, but that 
didn't work when it right. when you applied it to the paranormal stuff right. or psychics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. It shows. It suggests to me that you're not thinking critically about this other issue as much as you did this one. Yeah. It would make more sense to me if you believed in all of the above, because mm-hmm. at least then it's consistent, I guess. Yeah. Um, what is your take on aliens and UFOs, etc.? Um, I don't spend any time thinking about them. If if you want to show me evidence that they exist, cool. There isn't. Yeah, but, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Um, this one is from my brother. Okay. Um, he asks, I think this is directed at you. As a public figure, do you find that a lot of theists get after you on social media or is, or is pushback generally from people with similar belief systems? Um, I mean, I do get comments from similar belief systems. I mean, atheists will write me about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get some Christian pushback on some things, Mm -hmm. not a ton. Um, just cause I'm not out there like calling everyone idiots you're not or standing on the street corner yeah um so i don't get a lot of nasty pushback i get some mm-hmm. but for the most part it if they're genuine and they seem genuine in their messages to me i'll try to respond back in mm-hmm. kind uh but for the most part i mean i have a separate email folder that's like the the fundamentalist type sure. yeah i feel like but it doesn't it's not crazy yeah well and i feel especially for a podcast like it's um, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry for a podcast. Like a blog, you can just kind of click on it yeah. and like skim through it and find it. A podcast, you really sort of have to like commit to listening to it. So I don't, I think, I mean, I can't think of much feedback I've gotten from any religious people. So for me, it's generally like people who think I'm being too mean to men or that my opinions are wrong. It's yeah. the mo- most of the feedback I got. Like, <laughs> or just like, I got something slightly inaccurate. Like somebody emailed that I got, I said that the band against me was an 80s, 90s punk punk band, but they're a 90s, 2000s punk band, which like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's one of the emails, I'm yeah. just like, you deal with this, I don't like, get it. Yes, you're right, I was wrong, but like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I love that they're listening that carefully. Yeah, it's kind of like I sent it to my husband because he's a huge Against Me fan. Um, <laughs> I sent it to him. I was like, I'm so sorry I let you down. And he just writes back, somebody wrote an email just about <laughs> that. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, people have their thing. And, like, God knows I yell back at my radio all the time when, when people get things wrong. But it's, it, I just find it really interesting what people, like, w- what inspires somebody to, like, power up their, yeah. <laughs> their laptop and, and write to us. Um, burp, 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 uh, Lou Malnati's or Giordano's? Lou Malnati's. Giordano's all day, man. Who are you? Well, I grew up in the suburbs and Giordano's was like our go-to <laughs> pizza place. And they have a really delicious buttery flaky They're crust. both fine. Yeah. <laughs> no complaints Your about enthusiasm either. enthusiasm about everything is really <laughs> outstanding. Yeah, good luck getting me that excited about much. <laughs> Whereas I'll get excited about anything. Um, so, uh, Valerie writes, hi guys, I just wanted to pop in real quick and say congrats on your 200th episode. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to listening to your podcast every week. I moved from, moved to Florida from Canada a few years ago. Oh God. And I'm constantly baffled by how seriously people take religion <laughs> here. It's nice to tune in once a week and hear uh. from like-minded people and get updated on crazy stuff going around, going on in this country and the world. Go back to Canada, dog. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You went to Florida? <laughs> Which, yeah, I and I weather wise, I get it. Everything else, God, even the weather though, it's like <laughs> muggy. You can swim through the air. Um, I give it a couple years. Florida won't exist. You'll have to go back to Canada. <laughs> in your Sorry. face, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. 
Um, burp, burp, burp. People, uh, this is from Adam. People say without religion, we would have a lawless country and no reason for morals. To most, they believe this until you ask them if they would be that way and they stop talking about it or deny. And <laughs> uh, your experience, do you believe that people without morals from religion... Do you believe that without morals from religion, the general population would be lawless and insane? Or do you believe that while religion is a nightmare, it paved the path for our society in terms of laws of the land? No, and this is where you look to Scandinavia. This is where you look to Europe. They, these are people who grow up without, like, indoctrination. Like, there might mm-hmm. be the state religion. There might be the cultural religion. But mm-hmm. really, it's one of those, like, Christmas, Easter sort of religions. And then you don't right. think about it. They're doing fine. They're not worried about, like, we have way more violence and deaths and guns and all Mm -hmm. that stuff to worry about in this country. Other countries that don't have religion don't have to worry about these things. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're only doing this because of religion here. But, yeah, those other countries don't have the level of, you know, conservative religions that we do. They're doing fine on pretty much any level of morality you want to judge. They're doing fine. Yeah, and, um, Adam, I would... Uh, uh, what's uh, Phil Zuckerman wrote a book specifically about how other Angels countries... Angels Better Nature, is that what no, it's No, that was Steven Pinker. Oh. But uh, the he's a sociologist. He's done a lot of studies on, on how atheists think and mm-hmm. things like that. And he specifically wrote uh, the book about what European countries are doing even without God. Um, I'm going to find the name of the book. Okay. Um, I would push back... Society at- Without God. Adam and say you kind of set up a false binary in your question which obviously is just a Facebook mm-hmm. question so I'm not like trying to nail you or anything but so you sort of set up do you believe that without moral, morals from religion the general population will be lawless or do you believe that essentially religion paved the path for our society in terms of laws so basically what you're saying is either we would be lawless godless heathens or because of the church we would all still be kind of okay so i would argue that neither of those are true i think that human beings it's you know evolved to be in our best interest to be nice to people i think if you took away all the religion in the united states you'd still have a ton of problems for what it's worth oh yeah 100 and and no and i would never argue that like religion is the cause because i think people believe the Do I think this? Okay, I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to decide whether I actually think it. I think people believe what they want to believe and then will use religion or politics or whatever to back that up. But I don't know if that's true because a lot of people are taught things through their religion. So, like, would would somebody be homophobic were they not going to church every Sunday and having somebody tell them that gay people are bad? And I don't know. But I do also think that some people are just, like, Ew, boys kissing is icky, and like right. that's their gut reaction. I think for the most part, bigotry has to be taught. Yeah, people are like babies aren't thinking like, yeah, oh, this person's true. icky, and religion does contribute a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Which is again why a lot of these other countries you don't have that level, it seems, of racism. Yeah. At least the level we're seeing it here. But what do I know? I haven't lived in those other countries. No, so. that's true. Um, I think I have one more email, then a couple more questions. Uh, this is from Constance. Um, Jessica, you quoted this woman today about walking the fine line between being attractive enough to be taken seriously if you are harassed, but not too attractive to, or everyone will think you're asking for it. That sums it up perfectly. Thank you, Constance. Um, I skipped a little stuff. Um, and what she said, uh, that I really liked, um, it's just the most maddening and ridiculous way to live. And I feel like 
and I feel like I should suddenly yell, ha, gotcha, because surely no civilized society would tolerate half its population living in such a paradoxical worry. But no, that's really how we live. Um, she said she'll be uh, tuned in for the 100th episode. Hi, Constance. Thank you for listening. Um, and she really liked when I uh, interviewed Trace and Frank from MST3K. Nice. Which was fun, and I should have done a little more research before that because I'd only <laughs> seen like one episode before. So sorry about that. Um, I think, ow, I just hit my elbow. Shoot, that hurt. Um, I think the last one I have yeah. is um, do you, why do you, uh, from Kelly. Why do you think uh, religious people are angry towards atheists? I haven't experienced it as much. It depends who they are. Uh, we're a threat to their worldview for mm-hmm. sure, and we're winning. And we're more convincing and we're honest and that's a threat to their bubble. Yeah. Well, I and I think the reason there's this sort of and I feel like it's less somebody personally is angry at me personally right. more than like Christian people sort of scapegoat atheists a lot. Because you can't say, Oh, I don't believe in God without saying, I think the thing that you are basing your life around is wrong. Right. And that there's no polite to way to say exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. I think that has to be a hard thing to hear that like, this is a thing that has structured my life and is the reason I live the way I do. And somebody's just like, no, which, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was all of our submissions. Cool. Thank you. Thank everyone. you for those emails and questions. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, there is a couple stories that I don't want to push off to next week because they might be relevant now. Okay. And let me, I'll, I'll, set you up for this so after we did the last podcast uh hawaii had that crazy alert that said you know a missile's incoming seek shelter this is not a drill but it was a drill it wasn't a drill it was a mistake (laughs) it was a mistake but here's the interesting thing about that ignoring all the holy crap that's a crazy thing that they could just send out an alert like that two things to look at first is 38 minutes is between the initial alert and the false alarm alert. Uh-huh. And I think this is very similar to the scenario that we often hear about atheists on a deathbed. It's like, well, if you were going to die, then atheists will surely find God as they're at the last moments of their life. Oh, they will start to pray. Uh, we hear that same stereotype about, uh, stereotype about atheists in a foxhole. Because mm-hmm. if you're under fire in a war... Like, you're going to start praying. Mm -hmm. So the question is, okay, these people may have legitimately thought their life was going to end soon, which is terrifying. How many atheists turned to God in that moment? And I have not heard. I I literally asked people on Facebook, like, if you live there, how many of you thought about God in that time? Now, it's a self-selecting group here, but none of them said they did. But I also haven't read any stories about atheists who magically converted in that time. No uh, reference to atheists who are, like, going to church in their dying moments. It sounds like that myth is busted. Yeah. So just putting that out there. Here's the other side of this story. Uh, There was a church, a Catholic mass, uh, going on on the Saturday when this incoming alert came. Now, if you're sitting in the pews, maybe your phone goes off and you read it, but for the most part, these people were in the middle of their mass. They mm-hmm. were taking it seriously. They were not looking at their phones, even <gasps> if they heard the alerts. Oh. And so what does the priest do in that situation? And there is a story that is on the website about a, a priest who basically kept the mass going. He didn't say anything. He wanted to continue the rituals. Instead of saying, seek shelter, right. there's a fucking bomb on its way. Right. 
not only that, like people oh. were like, why are we getting all these alerts? Maybe the bishop has died. The bishop walks in the door as all this is happening, and he does a special sort of you can't do a confessional at that time because it takes too long. So if anyone wants to confess their sins so they can get to heaven oh, or something, oh, 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 oh. you can't do that individually because yeah. the bomb may come any second. The Jesus missile may come. Christ. So we did a special rite that forgives everybody of everything. Like a... Oh, that's easy. Yeah. It's one of those Catholic, like, only in emergencies, break this <laughs> thing. Break this glass. Break this glass and give everyone repentance. And like... So this is what one church did in response. Oh, by the way, God. only after all that stuff did they seek shelter, and they only got to that shelter as the false alarm warning <sighs> came in. But it's like you did really the rites, the rituals, all of that was more important at that moment than seeking shelter. I mean, you do you, but I'm just saying yeah, that no, seems I mean, like a really bad idea. At least they kind of put their money where their mouth was in yeah, that, right? True. Like they. It seemed well. I shouldn't say they collectively that pastor did or priest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like everybody else made that consenting choice. <laughs> Ooh, that's but it also up. didn't sound like anyone was mad about it. In the article I read, uh, people were seemingly fine about it. Yeah, well. uh, let me bring up another story because Donald Trump, as we speak, was going to Pennsylvania yesterday. He actually went to Pennsylvania in the middle of this potential government shutdown going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because more or less he was rallying for a Senate, uh, for a house seat. And the story behind it is this, Tim Murphy used to have this house seat. I think he paid for an abortion. This went against his family values, quote unquote, he resigned. So they're having a special election in March to take a seat, Mm -hmm. but we know what happened to Roy Moore. We know what happened in Virginia to all those state seats. Mm -hmm. And so this is a red district. This is a seat Trump won uh, in that district. Trump won easily in 2016. Mm -hmm. This was a district that's been said to have been gerrymandered to help a Republican win. But they're freaked out about losing the seat. So Trump personally went there yesterday to do this rally. Well, who's up as the candidates for the special election? Well, on the Democratic side, you have a guy named uh, Connor uh, Lamb. He's a former federal prosecutor, a Marine Corps vet. Hmm. He seems to be on the right side of the issues. I haven't heard any nasty things about him. The Mm -hmm. question is, will he, is he like John Ossoff? Will he get everyone excited, but not deliver? Right. Okay. On the Republican side, again, who's replacing Tim Murphy? Really, it's who wants this seat? Uh Because it's yours for the taking. Yeah. They're putting up Rick Saccone, or shit, it could be Rick Saccone. I don't know. S-A-C-C-O-N-E. He's a state representative from Pennsylvania who's been in the state legislature for several years. Uh Here's why this is relevant. He's basically Roy Moore without the scandals because he's super conservative on everything. Here's what I know about him because I've covered this guy for years. In 2012, he sponsored a resolution declaring it the year of the Bible because no one thinks about the Bible. Yeah. Uh, in 20 and later he signed on to a day of the Bible because, you know, what if in the year of the Bible, you need a day to celebrate the Bible in 2013, he celebrated, he sponsored national fast day, so that everyone could starve themselves in the name of Jesus, because it said in the resolution, the only nations that are blessed are the ones whose God is the Lord, mm, which I assume means Christian Lord. Citation needed, I'd uh-huh. say. Uh, in 2013, he sponsored the National Motto Display Act to put in God we trust in every school, possibly every classroom in the country. And and these are the... In, I'm and, sorry, in the state. And these are the small government motherfuckers, right. too. Right. Like, how can you be... 
against government spending, <laughs> but you're like, hey, I'm going to spend way too much money to put garbage up on the walls. And I'm pretty and, sure he said it had to be donated, but he was still going to make sure every so school had dick. it. That doesn't yeah. matter. It's fucking He called dumb. it bipartisan because he literally had one Democrat signing on to it. Listen, technicalities. <laughs> And here's the best part about it. Not the best, the worst. He said <laughs> to a he said to a reporter, I even spoke to an unnamed leader. Uh, we never knew his name. I spoke to a leader of the Pennsylvania Atheists, and they said they support me on this. No. Pennsylvania Atheists doesn't exist. It's just Well, did he say, like, capital P, capital A, Pennsylvania yeah. Atheists? He said it like that was the name of the group. It doesn't exist. And about a dozen atheists who lead local groups and larger groups in the state of Pennsylvania <laughs> wrote a letter <laughs> saying like, no, all of us hate what you're doing he probably, here. probably like met an atheist. <laughs> Maybe. And uh, he also told the church audience in 2015 that our nation needed a quote, return to God through prayer because that's the only way to prevent our country from descending into a quote, culture of chaos and destructive behavior. So glad we avoided that. What is our life? Yeah. Like how? So he's the guy that the Republicans are putting up as their best bet. Like a super conservative Republican mm-hmm. to take the seat, which, you know what, in any other year probably. But right now, really, you're yeah. not even trying for the moderate. You're he not even... He's a solidly red district solidly usually, Solidly red district. Connor Lamb is outraising him like crazy. Yeah. And again, Trump any is so... Any early polling numbers? Uh, not that I've seen, okay. but Trump is worried. I it, no, it, actually, the one article I read said it was in single digits for the Republican. Wow. But that's way too close for comfort, sure. which is why the GOP is like, we need to send our big guns in here. So, weird, interesting yeah. that you can't even win the easily red state. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one more for you. Then we can close it out for today because the other ones uh, they're not that important. Uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> subtitle of our podcast. Yeah, right. It's not that important. Uh, a couple of years ago in 2015, there's a pastor. His name is Le- seriously Creflo Dollar. His name is Dollar. He told his congregation. He told as a televangelist. He yeah. said, "I'm raising money because I want to buy a 65 million dollar private jet, and I need your help. And God will reward you if you give me the Do money." You have a picture for my of jet. this guy because I have a very specific image. Imagine a guy named Creflo Dollar. It looks like that. K R E C R E F L O. So this guy did this anyway. After he got so much backlash, he decided to take down the uh, the fundraiser. Who knows how much he raised, if he kept that money, whatever. But here's the interesting thing that I remember about that incident. Mm -hmm. About a month later, two other televangelists, uh, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, they were on their show, whatever show they do, and they were defending what that pastor wanted. They're saying, yeah, no, it totally makes sense that a popular televangelist would want a private plane. They said, we couldn't do like 75, 80, 90% of our international work without access to a private jet. And one of them, Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, actually said like, I'm paraphrasing here, what do you expect me to do? Fly with regular people on those planes? (laughs) And he actually said as a famous person, which he is, Uh he didn't want to fly in, quote, this dope-filled world and get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. (laughs) He's talking about you, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that all happened in 2015. Well, guess what Kenneth Copeland just bought? A private jet oh, worth tens of millions of dollars. Guess from who? Tyler Perry. Really? <laughs> yes. Bought a Gulfstream Ooh, 5. Wow. Purchased a debt-free Gulfstream 5 from Tyler Perry. debt-free. Yeah. 
And then he says in this video, bragging about his new purchase, like he's a kid unwrapping a toy on YouTube. Uh He's like, are you seeing this? The plane. Like, I hope so. You bought it. You and Jesus. Oh, me and Jesus. Also, um, my favorite thing about this whole uh, this whole video (laughs) is that on the website where he's bragging about his new plane. Guess what he does? What? You know what he does. Tell me. He asks for more money. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. Gas is expensive. He says, we need to reconfigure the interior to serve the ministry's needs for international flights. Uh, Basically, these upgrades cost us $2.5 million. As elite CX team members, we need to set our faith now on receiving that additional seed so that we could sow it within the next three or four months. Basically, give us money. God will reward you. The plane isn't enough. We need to upgrade it. Can you just help a poor guy out? Um, also, in 2012, yeah. he was arrested. Um, what were we talking about? Creflo Dollar. Oh, really? Um, For his daughter? Did he beat his daughter? Uh-huh. That's, he, I remember that. He choked and punched her and hit her with his shoe yep. during an argument about whether she could go to a party. So he is just... A winner. A winner all, all around. Of, yeah. Really, like, no faults with this guy. Oh, speaking of people do, like... His suits are very shiny, which I'm is sure impressive. Uh the whole story about the televangelist thing is don't tell me you're working for the poor and then brag about your plane. It's bad optics, if nothing else. Right. Uh, guess who else did bad optics this week? Joel Osteen. No, it's, he's been out of the spotlight since that whole <laughs> incident. It was the Pope. The Pope, who's usually pretty good oh, about PR. Yeah, he fucking blew it. Yeah, he goes to Chile to do a speech to, to talk to them. And he's talking, among other things, about how he's going to clamp down on the abuse within the church. Oof-a-doof-a, and right after bad. that, he celebrates mass while standing next to a Catholic bishop, Juan Barros, Madrid, who basically is accused of covering up a sex scandal within his church. Mm-hmm. Pope Francis didn't care. In fact, he went on to say oh that, like, anyone who's accusing this guy, like, show me the evidence. I don't believe you. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, basically throwing the victims under the bus for accusing this man without the whatever proof the Pope bad. wants. Bad, bad, it's bad. It's like, what are you doing? Not good. Haven't you learned anything? At least say, like, we're trying to root out corruption and then don't stand to people who are accused of being corrupt. Yeah, or do like other Popes did and pretend it never happened. It worked that great too. for them and the Catholic Church. Is that so, your... Is that all you have? The others can wait. Okay. Um, women's March is tomorrow. It is. Uh, I'm going to be... I don't know when this... It'll be up today. Is. Okay, so... I don't, I don't know what I was going to say, but like, so you're doing the, find me? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so you're going to the one in Chicago. Yes. The Interestingly enough, the March for Life, the anti-abortion oh, rally yeah, I had is that today. Too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's, I know I think they. Trump is supposed to speak at it. He did speak at oh, it. Oh, did yeah, he? By satellite, but he did speak there. Oh. But one of the interesting things is last year during the Women's March, the anti-abortion crowd was very angry because they felt they were excluded from the points that the women were trying to raise. Yeah, dog. And so this yeah, year... it's because I, it's, women's healthcare is pretty important to women. <laughs> so, I mean, this date has been set forever. It wasn't in response to the Women's March or something. They do this this weekend every year, pretty much. But it's an interesting divide to see because they're basically drawing a line in the sand saying, you know, or they're accusing liberals of drawing a line in the sand right saying you're either with the pro-life crowd mm-hmm. or you're with women or something <laughs> so you're with the ones going to the women's <laughs> march as if 
you have to right. choose a side. And one is obviously worse. Yeah, do you support yeah. women's health or do you support the murder like of baby? I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I was watching a press conference today uh, because we're it's what noon on Friday, yeah. one fifteen on Friday. Um, and we're on the precipice of another government shutdown. And so I was watching a press conference with just like all of the finger pointing in the entire <laughs> world. Like it's um, it's the Democrats fault, obviously, always forever. Yes. It's always the people who don't have the votes whose fault it is. Right. Um, so uh, but but it was really interesting because somebody asked asked. I don't know if they asked him about specifically the, the March for Life that's happening today or just some anti abortion thing yeah. that's happening somewhere. Um, and it was so interesting to hear this dude, um, like seamlessly talk from we're pro-life and we're always pro-life. And that's a mission from our, our, this white house is we always want to protect life. We always come down to life. Now, Chip, this, chi- <laughs> this child health care, right. it's like a bargaining chip, if you will. Right. <laughs> that's a Hemet joke. Thank you. Um, and it's just <laughs> really interesting to like, to to see yeah, like the women's the, march is a march for life, but like it just it's it's interesting to see this entire lack of irony of like this government's really worried about life. Healthcare is not what's important right, right. now, and or like if the deportation of of torn apart from right. the families. Eh, that doesn't yeah your quality of life. Like might. we're pro family. Yeah, we just tore a um, forty year old man away from his family because he came here when he was ten right. instead of five. Like it's. <laughs> Like, th- oh, it's really gross and yeah, icky. It's hypocritical. It's this constant critique of the right, mm-hmm. which is you care about life, but only until they get born. It's mm-hmm. the George Carlin joke. If you're yeah. pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. Right. So. Um, cool. Well, that, hey, uh, 200 happy episodes. Good for us. I'm proud. Yay. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, you know where to find us. Blueberry on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm at Heaven Meta, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm about to, uh, start reading my books for the book club that's coming oh, up. Sweet. Fables. Um, I said last year it's, uh, last time it's Jennifer Government is the first one. I already have my next couple lined up. I'm reading Tranny with my husband. Well, he's already done reading it, um, and he didn't take notes, so we'll see how that goes. Um, what is that one about? Uh, Tranny is... Th- that's what we were talking about. Sorry, I touched uh-huh. your foot with my foot. I hated how it. How dare you? Um, that's what I talked about last week, about Laura Jane Grace, who's the lead singer of Against Me. Oh, who's right. who? Okay. So it's like her kind of memoir slash yeah. autobiography. I'm super st- stoked to fucking read it. Um, I like her a lot. And then my, um, my best friend from college, Leslie, is coming to town because... Oh, I should invite you to this. I throw a um, really dope Olympics opening ceremonies party <laughs> most years. Uh, oh yeah, you've been to them I before. Have been to one. <laughs> um, and it's coming back. We didn't do it last year, which <laughs> was really sad for everyone involved. I'm sure, or not last year, last Olympics. Yeah. Um, so because we were in the middle of like moving and living yes. our life, um, but oh, so my 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 best friend from college is coming up from Louisville. Um, and so she's going to be on an episode and we're going to read Bad Feminist. So what I'm saying right. is I have to read three books in the next two weeks. <laughs> and also I'm in another book club with my friends who live in Portland. So you're reading a lot. What am I doing here? I have to be I reading. Know. And I'm almost in with Fire and Fury, oh, which nice. is an upsetting book. And I read it every night before I go to sleep. And I That's would not <laughs> recommend that to a friend. I've made mistakes. I regret them all. Um, friendly atheist podcast at gmail.com. If you yep. want to send us a note, um, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Yep. Um, did you figure out how close we are to our movie goal? No. 
your dedication to this podcast. We're not we're is, not messing with you all about it. We're not there yet. Yeah, I just haven't checked. Um, but cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks, for thanks so much for listening, Hemant. Thank you for being an excellent co-host Likewise. for the last three and a half years or right. so. And we'll do it again next week. We'll yeah. have a bunch of stories. All right, take care, Bye. everyone. See you at the march.